You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Kelsey. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. So we are recording this early October 2020, and we are about seven or eight weeks into our new educational adventures, shall we say, with our kids this year. Kelsey's boys, kindergarten and second grade, are doing virtual learning through a charter school online, and then I am homeschooling my girls second and third grade. So we thought we would have an honest talk about how it's going, the good, the bad, the ugly, what's helping, and just some general reflections and maybe some suggestions. We know so many of you are in the same boat and thought it would be nice to kind of just check in and touch base. Um, We did talk more about how we came to these choices and kind of what our kids are doing more specifically in the episode Life Updates and Text Your Spouse from late July. So if you want to go check that out, you can do that. But today, let's dig into how it's going currently. So let's start with some real talk. What has been challenging or just downright sucked about school this year so far for your family? Okay, I'm glad we're starting here because there have yeah, definitely we'll end on definitely, a more positive note. <laughs> exactly, there has definitely been some hard. Um, so I have three main things. One is just the technology and organization learning yeah. curve to start yeah. off. Um, you know, we did some virtual schooling at the end of last school year, but we really did it pretty half-heartedly. And, you know, schools, it was it was fairly laid back because schools were yeah. having to just, you know, put something together. So it's much, much more organized and demanding this time around. And there are just the number of apps, even though I do think our program tries to have it organized with like a main portal and here's where you access things. Here's Mm -hmm. how you get your assignments. Um, The portals, like the online portals and most of the learning apps are the same for both of my boys, but the teachers actually share the assignments in slightly different ways. Um, So just, you know, in those first couple weeks learning like, okay, well, I'm going to find out your assignments this way and your assignments this way and just here's how to submit assignment on here just that that was quite a learning curve and you mm-hmm. know normally we drop the boys off at school goodbye i love you yeah and all of that's taken care of yeah. and so then suddenly needing to help be responsible for every single assignment and thing they need to do that just there was suddenly a lot <laughs> a lot mm-hmm. on us mm-hmm. um secondly just being the motivator and the like accountability buddy for my children, Mm -hmm. you know, to get them Mm -hmm. to do things. Um, I am really honestly not enjoying that very much. Yeah. You know, the warden aspect of everything. (laughs) Yes. When they are cooperative, it's great. And I love working with them Mm -hmm. when I am having to just like, come on, let's just get this thing done. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be sitting there doing your writing practice either. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine how I feel, exactly. little friend. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, and I've also just thought about that some of that frustration and resistance that they have because we are being the teachers is it otherwise wouldn't exist because they love school. They happily, as far as I know, do have done their assignments for their teachers at school. And so I've just thought about like, Oh, I'm kind of sad sometimes that this new frustration that otherwise wouldn't exist is just is being introduced into their school experience and to my experience. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, And then finally, just having them at home doing school is requiring me to be on just like all the time even when they are in their live lessons 
you know, five minutes go by, mama, daddy. I mean, mm-hmm. it is just, it's like they always need something or you just never know like, okay, is this when they're going to be on for an hour and they won't need me at all? Or I'm right. just going to be up and down. And so just not getting much of a break or downtime during the day. Yeah. And that's just, yeah. that's exhausting. And a baby. And a baby to boot. <laughs> let's let's throw her cute for, little self in forgot there. Forgot to mention that. Yes. Yep. That is hard for sure. Um, yeah. For me, I, um, I'm going to get into how much I'm loving it. But the yes. things that have been hard have for sure been um, as an actual like homeschool teacher, like it is all me. Mm-hmm. So the sheer amount of work, especially on the front end, yeah. researching curriculum and you know, figuring out what was going to work, what was not going to work, even just figuring out where they were actually at because Mm. me kind of knowing, especially because my kids do really well academically. So I've never like, honestly, I've never keyed in super closely to like, okay, what are they actually working on in math? Because it was always like, they're great. They're above level. They're fine. Right. But like when I have to teach them, I need to actually know what that level is. (laughs) And so it was like, keying into all these things that I hadn't actually even really had to pay that close of attention to kind of like what you were saying it was just handled and Mm -hmm. obviously I would give them the support they needed if they needed it but they didn't really and so um I just found myself completely exhausted like the first month like I like I was back to teaching kindergarten or something like Mm -hmm. hit by a truck the end of the day no bandwidth for anything else um the first month, I would say, three weeks to a month was a lot of testing behavior from my girls. I think just me being in that new role as the teacher was like just a lot of testing, mm-hmm. a lot of attitude, a lot of um, they were enjoying school and doing school at home and all of the things we were actually doing. Mm-hmm. But everything was it was just very obvious testing behavior. So I just tried to. Mm-hmm. which, you know, (laughs) take a deep breath and realize that they are not used to this, me in this role. And like, I think a little bit, they were weirded out. Like, why Mm. are you spending so much time with us Mm. right now? Like, (laughs) you know, when you send them to school, they're there for seven hours a day and you're, you know, so Mm -hmm. me being that involved in their day, Mm -hmm. um, especially because they are pretty good at being independent and going to play. And I'm kind of that mom who's like, all right, go find something to do. Yep. Um, I think they really tested like, okay, but where is the line? Hmm. Like, how far can I push you? And we're still going to do this thing. Gotcha. And it wasn't ever because they felt frustrated by their work mm. or I didn't get that sense. It was always just like random attitudes or random tears, not mm. even tears of frustration, mm-hmm. but you could tell just really pushing the envelope. Yeah. And that was super hard because I had put a lot into it <laughs> and felt like, is this seriously how it's going to be? Right. And if so, like, it's going to suck, you know, <laughs> it's going to be so, a long year. It did get better, but that was very hard the first few weeks. Um, the weather, like mm. being so hot mm-hmm. and meaning that we were also stuck inside mm. and also homeschooling during COVID yeah. when you don't even have the chance to do some of the other extracurriculars or, and this is, I'm sure the same for you, like the social activities and stuff like that, that wouldn't even be part of a normal homeschool experience just kind of suck. (laughs) So I think that we're getting, we're coming out of some of that now. And so that feels good, but that was definitely hard just to feel even more isolated than usual because COVID and 110 and all of the things. So, 
Okay. So do you have, I'm, I'm sure there's lots of listeners that can relate to the suckage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you have any tips or tricks that you've learned or just general suggestions to kind of help motivate your kids or yourself when this is hard or kind of keep everything organized? What, what do you have for us? Okay. I do. I do feel like we are starting to, I will cautiously say hit our stride, which is not to say that we don't still have up and down days or weeks, but I am starting to feel like I'm just getting a better handle on things. Like I think Mm -hmm. we've kind of reached that plateau after the learning curve. So a really important thing and tip that I have is to organize in the way that works for you, not only just what the teacher provides. And this kind of, like I said, took me a little bit to to realize because the teachers were providing pretty good, you know, clear instructions for the week, but it took Mm -hmm. me realizing, oh, I actually don't want this on the computer in a PowerPoint. I want a physical checklist. And so that is what I have been doing. And that really helps. So I, our teachers will share the assignments for the week, um, luckily that weekend before. So I will take an hour or so on a Sunday and I will make each of the boys checklist for the week, like Monday, Tuesday, all the way through Mm -hmm. the week. Um, Dash is more in second grade, has a more prescriptive, like, here's what to do every single day. Whereas mm-hmm. Cedric's is just, you know, have all of this, both of them is have everything turned in by Friday. Um, Cedric's is such that you don't really need to do so much every day, but I've just found that splitting it out and giving him two or three check like checks every day really helps. Um, and there were also some other things that I was realizing that might not show up in the way that the teacher was assigning dash work. Like I needed to make sure I put a checkbox, practice your spelling words every Mm -hmm. day, you know, things like Mm -hmm. that. And that just took me a few weeks and some trial and error to realize like how I needed to see it and, and how he needed to see it. Um, so that is really helping. And another thing is to consider if printing out an assignment will be better than doing it online. This, this took me a few weeks with Cedric where he was needing to do letter practice and I was like, how is, how is writing a letter on a trackpad computer helping him learn right. his letters at all? Like it, right. it took me a little bit and I was like, oh, 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 okay. That's not what we need to do at all. And figuring out how to print off his assignments and then how mm-hmm. to turn them in that way. And also giving the teacher some feedback and not in a way like, hey, don't like, don't do this, but just sharing yeah. hey, what I found to be really helpful for Cedric is when we can do things this way yeah. and submit them. And yeah. she was really, um, you know, open to that. Um, another tip is take advantage of the flexibility that you have. And, yes. I, and I know you yes. have this too. It's like, we are doing school in this different way. Um, look for the pros of it and take advantage. Like for my boys, like I said, all their assignments are just due by the end of the week. So if they Mm -hmm. aren't in the mood, if they cannot focus, I just try not to push it. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's not worth it. How many, can I interrupt you for a quick second? Mm -hmm. Just remind everybody. And I think you've told us before, but how many like school hours are they like, or how how are their virtual sessions? Great question. Great question. Um, I do really like the kind of setup and organization of our program. So both boys um, start live lessons at 8 a.m. And they Mm -hmm. have two live sessions a day at 8 and then one at 9. And so they're on with their classroom and their teacher then. Um, And then after that, they are just responsible for their assignments that have been assigned 
for that week throughout the week okay mm-hmm. they might usually they have a small group session one time during the week but that mm-hmm. you know that's just the one time and so anyway so i like it that they're both synced up and on online at the same time mm-hmm. every day and then that we have all that flexibility um we mm-hmm. usually are done with our schoolwork for the day by lunchtime and like that's awesome have the afternoon i know not free. all virtual programs are yeah. scheduled like that so it sounds yeah. like you've got a good one yes there. and i i do really like that so anyway yeah taking advantage of that flexibility um mm-hmm. also including letting them do work in a different way like if it's a different room if it's with a snack totally. if it's outside now that the weather is nice um you know just looking for other ways that they can do mm-hmm. work since you have that um okay last two tips one get help if you can I know that not everyone is in this position. Mm-hmm. Um, our teenage niece was supposed to be off to college this fall, but since that mm-hmm. was looking pretty different, she deferred. And so in kind of a win-win scenario, we are paying her to come over yeah. three or four mornings a week for a couple of hours and help the boys with those oh, lesson so nice. assignments. And then she, you know, we're able to pay her since otherwise it's a tricky time to be a working teenager. Um, mm-hmm. So that has been honestly, because I have a also a baby, like I think I could... Have, yeah. a, have a baby or I could be doing online school. Yeah. Doing all is just a lot. And I have so much empathy for all the moms out there I know who are totally. doing that. Um, and just the last thing, taking time for myself where I can and mm-hmm. trying to recharge, mm-hmm. like I said, because I'm just on all day. Um, mm-hmm. This this has been pretty hard, just finding that time and finding things that I can do that actually recharge me. But yeah. um, <laughs> But just noticing that when I don't do that, I am... Yeah, in in a pretty, I don't know, not a great spot by Friday afternoon. Yeah, it doesn't take as long, I feel Mm -hmm. like, to get to a not great spot right now. Yes, exactly. State of the world plus all that we're managing, that is is even more important for sure. Yes. Um, Okay, so I, some of these are more homeschool specific, but some of them really, I think, will apply to people learning at home too and hopefully be helpful. Um, First, a general thing is don't think that they're going to love everything. Mm. I think we're we're putting a lot of feelings on our kids because we feel bad about um, the state of the world and the situation and what they've lost. And so we think like if they have a bad day, that that means that they hate this Mm. and this is so terrible for them. And just know, like, even if it was a regular school year, there would be mornings that they left the car Oh, yeah. Grumpy. There yep. would be days they didn't want to go to school. And that that is okay. I think we're everything feels so emotionally weighted right now that that's just something to remember. Set up a routine for them so it's just as, you know, on autopilot as, as possible. So even days when you don't feel like it, it's just like, you know what? This is just what we're doing today and we're going to get done what we need to get done. And it's not always going to be amazing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, that's something to just kind of remind ourselves right now. And then I think in general, whether we're homeschooling, virtual school, in person, all of it, um, we really need to remember the important goals of education and back way off on performance mm-hmm. right now. This is not the time to worry what grade level your kid is reading at. Mm-hmm. It is not the time to wonder what his, you know, standardized test scores are going to be. Like, it's just, we just need to take a breather. And hopefully I think that's something that maybe COVID has shown us mm-hmm. is that like what is really important all across life, right? But even right. in education, right. what what are our actual goals for them? They're not going to be stunted for life because right. they had a couple of crazy school years, mm-hmm. you know, just to take a take a breath. Um a book that is literally changing my life <laughs> right now. And I think even if you're not doing homeschool, 
If you're doing homeschool, you must read it. If you're not, or if you're doing virtual school, I still think it would be super important and helpful. Or if you've just like, I don't know, if you just want to think about education a little bit more and like how it affects our kids' childhoods and all of that, The Brave Learner by Julie Bogart is incredible. And I would highly recommend it. I don't think it's just for homeschool. So check that out. Um, Something I've heard from a lot of homeschool parents is when the tears start, we stop. Mm, I like that. Your that tears? just sounds like a good life lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Your tears, their tears, yep. whichever one it is. Yep. And not, I had a hard time with this one at first because I knew that there was so much just like testing behavior mm-hmm. going on. I felt like it was, if I stopped, then they won. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Even though it was never actually about the work, it mm-hmm. was just like a general bad attitude. So mm-hmm. I got to the point where I finally was like, you know what, you can go ahead to your room and when, mm-hmm. and we'll try this again later. Yeah. Or, you know, at a, at a certain point, Julia just really needed a hard limit. Mm-hmm. We had like a couple weeks of this mm-hmm. and I said, you know, we had a big family conversation about it and I said, here's what's going to happen. I don't want to argue with you. I don't want to be, cause I really didn't want this to turn into any kind of power struggle. Mm-hmm. So I said, if, school is very hard for you. And we've talked about a couple of warnings and you're having a hard time that day. We're just going to be all done with your school for the day. And then you're going to do it with daddy mm. later on in the night. And you might miss out on some other fun things mm-hmm. that we have, Yeah, you know, and just treat it like we would if she refused to do her work at right. regular school. Right. right. Yeah. And that she needed one night of that. Mm. And then it completely stopped wow. like the testing. She wow. just needed the hard limit. So yeah. I think it's okay to do that, but also to say like, you don't need to force it. And especially Mm -hmm. if it is truly a frustration over the work, just walk away from it for a little Mm -hmm. while, or maybe you all go outside for Mm -hmm. a bit or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say too, speaking of outside, Mm -hmm. outside time before school now, Mm. like mandatory now that we can get outside every single morning has made all the difference. Even if it's like 15 minutes, cause we're moving slow. It's just been huge. So I would say that and some time after we've gotten out in the pool or found a way to get outside after school too. Yes. That's been really helpful. Um, and then we are doing like a treasure basket system. Mm, okay. You know, I, you guys know I hate all the little crap they bring home <laughs> oh from <my> school. <laughs> so in this basket is quality items, like <laughs> nice. chapter books and, Ooh. you know, art supplies and like, cause Hey, it's only two of them. So I can splurge a little bit. I love um, it. And they have to get, they have to earn five tally marks okay. for just having an overall good day. Like you tried mm-hmm. your best and you had a good attitude. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. And once you get five, you get a trip to the treasure basket. Mm -hmm. And so that has been like very motivating for them. And I feel like it's stuff I want them to have anyways. And then, you know, they're, I, they're also not penalized if they have a rough day. I don't take anything away. I just, we just add it up to five. Mm -hmm. And whenever they get to that five, they get to go. So you might want to try that if you're having a a lot of hard days in a row. So that's been good. I love that. Okay. So overall, what is going well? Is there anything you've actually really loved about having your kids home for school or something that has maybe pleasantly surprised you? Yeah. Well, like I said, now that we are kind of getting into our groove of school, we do just love the flexibility in their days Mm -hmm. and the downtime. Like I said, we're usually done with school by noon. And I love that all their assignments are just due on Friday. So like I said, we can shift things around just depending on their focus and their attitudes for the day. So I love, I love that we have that to work with. And then mm-hmm. like they have a little short morning break and then we usually give them a break after their live lessons are done. And then, like I said, we have the afternoon. And so 
They still have all of this unstructured time. They are rollerblading, building Legos, listening to audiobooks, mm-hmm. pretend playing. Um, and, you know, I just, I do think that childhood should have so much unstructured just free yes. playtime. And so I do love that we're able to give them that kind of in yeah. some of these last years before, I don't know, just while they're still so young. So yes. that feels pretty like taking cool. Taking back some childhood. Yeah, that feels pretty cool. Um, even though sometimes it's hard overall, I do love all the time we're getting together and just I've been trying to step back and reflect on it. I think in some ways I having to be actively parenting all the time. I think I'm almost getting to like sometimes a flow level of parenting that I don't think Mm. I've been able to get in before, like just Mm -hmm. letting things go a little bit easier or just if there's some, if like Chris and I are like, okay, let's really work on our patience this week with the boys. I mean, we will have ample opportunity to do it. So (laughs) I feel like we are able to kind of like actively work on our parenting and just, Mm -hmm. you know, when they're at school, um, Sometimes I feel like I haven't felt as close to knowing like, okay, kind of where are they emotionally, Yeah, you know, and really knowing what's going on with them and stuff. And so, you know, it's all very apparent now. And, and that's, that is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I also love that there are some things we have less of, and that is the candy that they get at school, just the treats, 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 and the little trinkets and Uh junk, like you mentioned, Um, and just the extra commitments. We're not doing any extracurriculars. No spirit days. Nothing. Oh my gosh. No, Erica, (laughs) there was a spirit week. There was a spirit week. Stop it. (laughs) You stop it all teachers everywhere. I love you, but stop it. Oh my gosh. Yes. The the two of us are the ones that can get a little stressed out by the spirit week. And so when I saw that there was a spirit week for one of the boys, I was just like, (laughs) oh my gosh. But luckily they did kind of take it upon themselves. And it almost felt easier for like pajama day. It feels easier for them to roll out of bed and just onto the computer than like getting them to (laughs) school in their pajamas. So anyway, I will let it slide, but... Yeah. So what about you? What have you been loving? Okay. I know lots of stuff. I really, I mean, at the risk of sounding very poly, Pollyanna-ish, and this surprises me more than anybody, but I truly do not have enough words for the silver lining that this has wow. been and the gift that homeschool is. Wow. Um, and I know this is very specific to our situation. I know I'm privileged to be able to do it. And I, I think some of the blessings I see from it even are because of our adoption because of Mm. um, having missed out on a couple years of their life early Mm -hmm. on in those early years. And then also once they came to us, that time at home with me was just very stressful still. Mm -hmm. Like we were going through a very stressful adoption for two years. And um, I just feel like once I finally got them off to preschool, I could breathe. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, now they're going to be in school forever. Mm -hmm. So emotionally, it's been like this... um, like this redemptive time emotionally Mm -hmm. and for our relationship that I never would have Mm -hmm. expected. Um, It feels kind of like this missing piece for our family where my, like my passions and talents as a teacher Mm -hmm. meet their, like this very real need we have in our family right now. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's, it feels like this piece of my motherhood that was missing. Like here is a thing that I'm really good at that I haven't even really been able to use with my Mm -hmm. own kids. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to use in the classroom anymore in a traditional setting, but like it brings that all together without the BS of working in a school. (laughs) 
And it's like all the good parts of teaching Mm -hmm. without all of the parts that I left because I didn't want to do anymore. Yeah. So it's crazy. And then it feels like playing school, Mm -hmm. but with my own kids. It feels like how how fun playing school was Uh as a kid with all of that wonder and imagination and like um, the laid backness of it, but with my own kids. I don't even know how to quite describe it. Wow. we are loving the flexibility too. Mm-hmm. I don't have to just manage in an ideal situation. I know it sounds like you've got a great virtual setup, but some are really, they're on the computer all day long. And I know so many parents are just super frustrated with mm-hmm. what what they've been handed and it's not the school's fault either. Right. It's just a frustrating time. And so I, I love that I don't have to manage anything that I'm not excited about. Um, we are done. We school pretty much from like, Eight forty-five, nine o'clock until usually about one thirty-two, mm-hmm. just depending on what time we have lunch. That's with a lunch break and an hour quiet time. In wow, there. wow! And because we can just fit so much in, and that's also that's all of our core subjects plus Spanish plus piano mm-hmm. plus art, um, and usually only Monday through Thursday and Fridays we do. We finish up other things we might have not gotten to throughout the week and we have like a little, you know, morning work like practice time. But then Fridays are pretty open too for projects or Mm -hmm. going places or whatever. Again, there's not a whole lot of that right now. But um, so that feels amazing. I love the pace. Um, Their ages really help too. I will say I think this would be harder if I had... um, you know, preschoolers or Mm. emergent readers, even the fact that they can read and we are Mm. getting into like some super cool literature and Mm -hmm. they can, they're just at great ages for this, honestly. And I taught these ages. So it feels just, I don't know. It feels very like serendipitous. I don't know how how to completely describe it. I, and the biggest thing I will say is the, because my kids have always been good at school and also very aware of pleasing adults. And a lot of that is trauma informed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they have always been all about the dangling carrot and mm-hmm. not taking a lot of risks educationally, especially because they might get the wrong answer, right? Mm-hmm. And they're very concerned about that, especially Vanessa. And so the creativity and the initiative and the learning for the fun of it that I've seen now, even in just the past two months, has seriously been incredible. Like they are loving books again, they're reading books just for fun, which they weren't really doing because everything was about points for AR or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know, I could go on and I'll talk a little bit more on some of the other questions, but it has just been like such an incredible surprise. And I love it. And it just, it just sounds like you are all blossoming and like as a family. Yeah. Yeah. Which I would not have. Right. I just would have never guessed ever. Yeah. 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 That is incredible. So how has this, we've, we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but how has this maybe philosophically affected the way you view your kids' education? Have you had any perspective shifts or like aha moments? Yeah. So I think I am just seeing how adaptable and resilient the kids are mm. and, and how resilient I am. Um, because mm-hmm. I think like we're both saying, we never would have chosen to do this, but mm-hmm. we're doing it. You know, we're doing it despite things being hard. And honestly, for me, I do think it's going better than I expected. Um, And so 
so that is just, yeah, incredible. And I wouldn't really have known that if we weren't put in this situation. Mm -hmm. I think also seeing that doing something other than just traditional public school is possible. And, yeah. you know, I, I have known other people who have done homeschooling or have like chosen kind of different charter schools or even online schools and things like that. And I just having had, I think, a great experience in traditional yeah. public school, um, you know, just the structure of it, I just never really thought I would even consider those things. Yeah, and so I think this just shows me that depending on our kids or their outside interests and things like that, that we could choose to do something different and mm -hmm. that, that could be okay. Mm -hmm. And so that's, yeah. that's been pretty cool to have my perspective just broadened in that way. Yeah. Like open to mm -hmm. some things. Yeah. I would say too, like I'm probably at like a 180 from where I was and this is, I'm I always so hesitant because I don't ever want to make it sound like I was I'm bashing public school right, or not at all or their even their public school experience. We've had an amazing experience. I loved teaching public school when I when I did and I loved going to public school myself, but and I was very anti homeschool, mm. I would say. I had a very um obviously it's changed a lot this year anyways because there's a ton of people who doing it who would never consider it otherwise, right. but I, I just had this stereotype in my head of like the conservative, mm. religious, mm -hmm. you know, um, fear-based mm. kind of mm -hmm. homeschool where it was all about keeping them from the outside world, gotcha. you know, mm -hmm. and there is some of that for sure. But I think especially with like the internet and social yeah. media, like there is a homeschool tribe for everybody. Yeah. There really is. Like I have connected with some amazing other moms online that have just been so helpful and so inspiring and like just this rich community of ideas and literature and just all the things. So I, I have learned a lot. I have eaten a lot of humble pie about homeschool. <laughs> um, and then I have really found like a lot of the reasons I left education and didn't feel amazing about education anymore for elementary kids are the, are solved in homeschool, wow. at least for us, mm -hmm. like the testing pressure mm -hmm. and the, that has really bothered me for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, teaching and then you know, the high stakes testing and the, the pressure then to perform both for kids and for teachers. Yeah. Um, and that is something we don't have in homeschool and yeah. we can, the, the learning just feels very genuine, not mm -hmm. for a test. Mm -hmm. I was already seeing some of that testing anxiety with my kids and yeah. I just hated that. Yeah. Um, I, again, my kids have always been good at school, but realizing just how much less anxiety they have, I mm -hmm. think Vanessa in particular school took a lot out of her, mm -hmm. you know, it was a lot of, she was very, put a lot of pressure on herself and was very on all day long. And mm -hmm. seeing her be able to just like take risks, like I said, and kind of blossom under that has been cool. Mm -hmm. um, and then I just think overall, like the importance of a holistic education. Mm -hmm. And like you said, especially for kids, young kids, that that includes like imagination mm -hmm. and time, unstructured time to play mm -hmm. and some time even for us to have some real good conversations at these ages where they can start to comprehend more about values and about faith and about mm -hmm. things that, that are not necessarily part of like our curriculum right now, but that we just have now all of these opportunities to talk about. So I just think that that's really cool. And I think sometimes when we're just in the rut of like, okay, this is what we do. We just send our kids to school mm -hmm. and goodbye. And mm -hmm. trust me, I can, I mean, the day I can send all three of these humans That's somewhere right. That's right. With, and have my cup of coffee, it may not be school. We may continue homeschool for a while, but the day I could be like, bye, 
(laughs) you know, I'm, I'm all here for that always, but, um, I don't know. There's something really cool about having to be a little bit more intentional about that. Like my parenting in general with all this, all of this time we have together, you know, Well, it sounds like, especially in your situation of homeschooling, it just all flows together and there's not that separation. And it sounds like you're just finding, yeah, you're just finding so much good in that. Yeah. It just, yeah, it carries over into their play, into our dinner conversations, Mm -hmm. into the books that we read. It's Mm -hmm. just, and ideally that's what homeschool is, right? It's not this like, okay, we go into this room and you sit here with your workbooks and Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's just, it's been really cool. I love that. Okay. So at this moment in time, what do you envision maybe next year looking like for school? Would you continue to do at-home learning given the choice? What would things need to look like maybe for you to send your kids back if that's a preference? What do you think? Okay. Yes. Well, gosh, so hard to even look into the future. I know, right? Can (laughs) any of us look into the future right now? Lord have mercy. (laughs) Um, So I will just say um, public schools here where the boys normally would be going to school is back and in person and has been for a few weeks and things are looking good here in terms of numbers and everything. But I still just have so much peace in our decision with the program that mm-hmm. we chose and keeping them home and keeping them online. I think like we've shared in previous episodes, it has just removed this huge chunk of stress about what are we going to do for school once yeah. we knew what we were doing and just the anxiety that I know people have been feeling about, well, should we go back to school if it's opening? Yeah. I just have really appreciated being in the position of being able to stay removed from from having to remake a lot of those decisions. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's been a great a great situation given the global pandemic, you know, I, like you were saying, we need to remember that this year is not about like excelling academically, maybe necessarily and hitting all these Mm -hmm. milestones and things academically. And I, I do have to remember to step back when I am like, are are they learning as well online? And, you know, just the school experience looks so differently. I I have to step back and look and see that they are doing great. Like they are learning. They are playing, you know, so anyway, overall, um, it's, it's been good. I, I, I do envision us sending our kids back to our neighborhood school, um, for Mm -hmm. a few reasons. I think they probably do learn better in, in person, in a classroom setting, as opposed Mm to online. Um, I know that they're missing the socialization, you know, just of seeing more of their friends mm-hmm. and not just their siblings. Um, and honestly, I I don't think I am up to the job as being their, like a mm-hmm. primary, a job of mine of being their teacher. Like I mm-hmm. said, you know, I haven't found a whole lot of joy in that. You know, I think maybe if that was more experience that I had and education that I had, I guess mm-hmm. I don't feel very confident in that. Mm-hmm. Um And it's not that I wouldn't want to learn those skills, but I can't say that's what I want to do like with my free time is like learn how to be an educator for my children. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, but you asked about like, what would we need, what would the situation need to look like to send them back? You know, that, that feels a little trickier. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think we will be looking at things heading into next summer to make that decision. I mean, I think I would want to see new cases of coronavirus to be very near zero and for many months to just Mm -hmm. like this has been virtually eliminated Um, like and or just seeing like, okay, it's been stable for so long. So we know that all the measures that are in place do really work. Um, Right. 
And I, that, that all still feels kind of like a testing ground right now, right? Right. Even schools going back, it feels like, mm-hmm. okay, but now what happens if they have to close? Exactly. And, yeah. and I, I hope that keeping those numbers low will come with a, a vaccine that becomes yeah. widely distributed. I, I mm-hmm. honestly, I think that's probably what it, what it will take. Um, and so anyway, like I said, I'm hopeful that we'll have reached that situation by next summer that I can send them to summer camps. That would be glorious. <laughs> you're like, oh, you're going to all the camps. <laughs> yes. Um, but if not, I, I could see us continuing in this program for next year. Mm-hmm. And while that's not my first choice, uh-huh. I'm reminding myself that it's like, but we're doing it, you know, yeah. and all yeah. things considered, it's going okay. That's good. Yeah. yeah. You're not miserable in this current yeah. situation. Yeah. So that's good. Um, yeah, at this moment in time, I feel like I would have a hard time going. I feel like I've had this like Dorothy passing through. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, really, like everything's wow. in color now wow. and I would have a hard time. And again, not to at all bash some of the things that they were amazing about them going to school. But I feel like I've had such a perspective shift and I've seen so much growth in all of us in two months that as of right now, I feel like we will homeschool at least through elementary. Wow. And then wow. play it by ear for high middle school and high school. Yeah. Um, I, it's crazy. Like I, I do want to say like, I want to take it one year at a time and only ever commit to one year at a time. Mm-hmm. But I've put so much work in at this point and it's been so such rewarding, mm-hmm. like purposeful work. It feels so good that mm-hmm. I kind of don't want to stop yeah. doing it. And mm-hmm. and I think if we were having, you know, if they were having a hard time or when it comes to the point where maybe they might need more than I can give them or um, I don't know. I, I don't mm-hmm. know what the situation would be, but mm-hmm. I feel like as of right now, I'm kind of looking at, yeah, keeping doing the homeschool thing through elementary and then, um, with, of course, adding in more extracurriculars, mm-hmm. more, you know, we've kind of, it's kind of been interesting because I've connected with a couple other moms who went to the girls' school who mm-hmm. decided to do um, homeschool or they started online and it just really wasn't mm-hmm. working out. So they went to homeschool. Uh-huh. And so we have this little community, a little yeah. like informal co-op right now going. Mm-hmm. We're not getting together really even mm-hmm. yet, but just kind of you know, thinking about what that could look like with yeah. my kind of people and not right. necessarily like, you know, uber conservative mm-hmm. <laughs> group because it felt kind of isolating at first. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have enough words and I am sure I'm wow. annoying some people, but I, I'm so happy I, for you. I just I love, love it, it so much. So yeah, that is, that's where I'm at with it right now. Okay. All right. Okay. So what about obsessions besides my homeschool obsession? <laughs> Okay. My obsession is salty snacking. This is something (laughs) I have like over the past couple weeks, I realized that this is like a new habit, a new obsession of mine. So I will say, I feel like previously, I don't think I'm like a really big snacker. I mean, it's not Mm -hmm. like I'm anti-snack at all, but I think often I, I don't know, I'm not just like constantly craving and looking for the snacks. And I think often if I'm going to have, going to have a snack, I think maybe I would be more likely to do like some kind of hearty homemade muffin, maybe like some kind, like a Lara bar or something like not Mm -hmm. even like the salty snacks aren't the first thing I'm craving. Um, Okay. But anyway, 
who who knows exactly what it is i think it is honestly just like a self-care little treat for yeah. myself yeah that in that you know afternoon stretch i am digging into like the chips and crackers and stuff that we yeah. usually stock for the boys that i usually eat like we go through bags of stuff and i eat none of it because that's yeah. not what i'm craving but yeah oh my gosh so if i just like make myself a little bowl of like like the Trader Joe's corn chips, like those little peanut butter sandwich crackers, the yeah. the pretzels filled with peanut butter. I'm just like, give me that. And like my Salty huge goodness. Yeti of ice water is just there you go. <laughs> a little moment of Zen just for me. Yes. I love it. Yes. Okay. So my obsession is a new source for kids books that I found. It's Ooh. actually called kidsbooks.com. Okay. And maybe I am way late to this party, but I have I feel not like heard of it. Well, I feel like all these homeschool like YouTube channels that I'm on and Instagram accounts have all these amazing resources. So it's kidsbooks.com and it's mostly like um, like seconds, like things that were at a bookstore and maybe they got a dented corner or the sleeve is missing or whatever it might be. But it's very minimal because I just got my first order. I wanted to wait till I got my order to talk about it. But I got like 18 books mm-hmm. for like $78 or something Oh like my that. gosh. Wow. And I'm just like blown away. And they were, I mean, they, like I said, there may be one thing where there was like a bent corner. Right. Like the thing that is going to happen the very first exactly. day that your kids have their hand on it. So, and like hard covers. Wow. I mean, it was awesome. So kids, kidsbooks.com is a good resource for your kiddos nice shipping does take a little bit longer but it's free over like 35 bucks or something like that so okay i'm gonna be checking that out yeah please do okay do some neighborhood news for us okay i do have some neighborhood news so i mentioned that one of the things my boys are doing in their downtime is rollerblading they we got dash rollerblades for his birthday in april and cedric a pair too and they really ignored them for quite a long time and Mm -hmm. then i think it was i don't know we were finally home long enough they ran out of things to do so they (laughs) finally put on their rollerblades um i was actually really doubtful how quickly they would be able to learn but Oh my gosh, within a week, they were skating around the house. Nice. And so that is what they often do. Even in their little 15 minute break in between sessions, they are strapping on their rollerblades and helmet. They are, you know, hitting, hitting the sidewalk and rollerblading around. And so, you know, sometimes when we've been on walks now and seen other neighbors, they'll say, oh yeah, I saw your boys rollerblading around. So they are making themselves known. And I, like like to think of them as like the two tiny rollerblading guys of the neighborhood. <laughs> and this one thing in particular happened. Dash has been saving up his allowance money for um, several weeks and bought himself this like kids digital camera that is actually pretty cool. It takes pictures, um, but it also you can put uh, music on it, like download uh-huh. music onto it. It, you know, it's not connected to the internet or anything, um, but load MP3s. He went out on his rollerblades, had his camera, like, like a boom box playing his <laughs> music. And it's just like rollerblading up and down the street. And I'm just like, he is like living like a quintessential, like eighties childhood yes. right now. And I just yes. loved it so much. <laughs> He is like mini rollerblade guy. You need to get that guy a crop top and some tiny shorts. I know. I know. So anyway, they are just, yeah, all over and it's very cute. That is super cute. Super cute. All right. Well, I think that's all we have. 
So thank you so much for hanging out with us. If you would like to find us in between shows, you can connect with us on Instagram. We are High Girls Next Door. Um, you can find our Girl Next Door podcast page on Facebook. And you can also send us an email at highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com. Head over to our website, girlnextdoorpodcast.com, and you can find the show notes for this episode, and we'll link to anything we mentioned and just all of our archives over there. And let us know how at-home learning is going for you, or if your kiddos are back to school, shoot us an email, let us know how it's going. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. Oh, look at like, look at me. I know how to work. Uh, You're right. I know. How many years later? I finally kind of know how to work GarageBand. <laughs> so we are recording this late September. No, we're not. Eh, start know. that again. They don't need it to know. It threw me off. <laughs> I know. I'll start over. Dash mm. was coming to show, but he, I was like shoving him this piece of paper and this pencil, like just write it down. And he, he shared with me. Is this the mom of Vanessa and Julia? I don't know if you can see <laughs> so that. So cute. Is this the mom of... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>